Welcome to the Bible Breakdown. It's a black man and woman in America who no longer identify as believers. This show contains adult languages, themes, and isn't meant for children. As black people, we respect the history of the black church in America, but its current state is massively abusive and we think the Bible might be part of the problem. Listen and let us know what you think. Peace. Okay, so what I was going to say is I part of why I'm doing this is because I think there does need to be a community around, especially black people, but really for everyone who doesn't really connect with church anymore. And what I feel like right now, there really isn't that space. Like if you want like positivity, um, you know, an, an outlet to be creative, like sing in the choir, do praise dance, all this kind of stuff. There's really no other outlet in our community other than church. And I admire the fact that church does do that. But because as we're learning, it's connected to such a toxic um, pathology. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's important that we be like outspoken and audible about this because I think it's something people really need. Because a lot of times, because no one's ever offered anything else, they think there's just church. There's just, that's it. So that's that's what I wanted to kind of break. That's why I was like happy to hear that because to me, it, it seems like someone reached out to you who probably is in need of that community, but the only place that they're able to get it is church. But there's all this toxicity that comes with it. I feel like something has been offered, but black people historically have rejected it. It's called therapy. Specifically, group therapy, which is no, how but I started. Think about how recent that is, though. Um, I mean, therapy. I feel like it's been going on for since at least the fifties or sixties. Not for black. Get real, like seriously, like. And I'm. I mean, I don't mean to be dismissive, but I'm just thinking of this as even someone who's just you know slightly older than you. Like therapy was for crazy people. Like it wasn't, there was a stigma around well, it. I feel well, that's like what I'm getting to though. Okay. It's like black people still have the stigma surrounding it. And so I am a proponent of everyone getting therapy just because I do think it helps. I think actually group, depending on how you are, I think group therapy, bleh, group therapy can be tough because it's it can be difficult to go into a room of strangers and say, this is how I feel, you know, unapologetically. Un, unabridged like it's it's already hard sharing stuff but if i think that will ultimately help because it creates a sense of community so if we could take something like that and, and mix it with what you're talking about i think that would be good agree um and also too with therapy it's also been cost prohibitive for so long too <clears throat> like now there's a lot more resources but i would say like let's just say for instance when i started like realizing i didn't want to be a believer anymore like therapy to me wasn't accessible i had no idea that it was even something that would have been a good option for me going through what i was going through and also, like, I, I didn't even have a primary doctor at that time. You know, I didn't have insurance. Like, there was just that the medical route was not something that was even on my mind. So um, the point being, welcome. This is the Bible Breakdown. I'm Kat. I'm T. And uh, we're, we're, getting, we're getting into it, man. Um, yeah, we are. So ready to read Deuteronomy 4 through 6 today. That would oh, be great. Man. Um, man, oh, man. Um, do we remember what happened last time on the Bible Breakdown? Uh, God killed a lot of people or had Moses kill a lot of people, one of the two. So is God just lazy in those instances when he doesn't kill people himself and, like, makes Moses do it? Um, no, I think that uh, according to me, how it's been told is God can God doesn't need us for anything. He's he. He 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 has us do things or puts us through things so that he can share his his experience with us and share so what it's the like. Experience of killing people. He wants us to know how awesome that feels. We're looking at that wrong. Um, according to what I've been told, it's not that they're just murdering a bunch of innocent people. These people are sinners, and um, even the children they went against. They go against the will of God. 
Well, those people, those children could be argued that. Um... <laughs> Come on, let's hear it. Let's let's hear why we should bash the children's heads in. Come on. It was it was explained to me like uh, if you are in a toxic environment and um, you breathe in the toxicity of that environment, so it what? unfortunately will pass down to anyone. Okay, sorry, I, I had to try really hard not to interrupt you, but <laughs> is this not the same logic that got the Germans to put Jewish people in gas chambers? Um, because they're the wrong religion. I would, I would agree with you, but this is just how it's been explained to me. Okay, and it's ironic that they're using the Jews' book on genocide to genocide them. That's literally like that's that that's why you shouldn't do bullshit because that bullshit's gonna eventually come back to bite you in the ass. Tough, tough, tough. That's what I've um, learned from the Bible so far. Well, if we have any, um, I guess Jewish, I doubt, but if we have any Jewish listeners, I would love to hear their take on this for sure. Oh, I would love to. Yeah. Please reach out. We love everybody here. And, and I and personally, and let me just come out and say, I don't think Nazi Germany uh, should have done that. I'm staunchly genociding so. people. Whatever. Like there, are, we have a pro-Nazi wing in our country right now, so I feel like it needs to be said what the Nazis did, uh, like the neo-Nazi up. stuff, and the yes, like there are plenty of people who like if and out, we can maybe do a show on this on like the little secret language, like that OK symbol, and if you see like a eight, uh, eighty-eight, because that's like mm-hmm. a symbol for Heil Hitler. Like there's still people who like are down with this stuff, so I'm just saying I think it. Was Bill Burr has a a set about the Hitler family name, I think. Uh, yeah. Like, it's, that name's just dead forever. But actually, it's not. You know what's even funnier? Um, Trevor Noah, in yeah. his book, he talks about, like, Hitler's actually a very popular name in South Africa. And not for the reasons you think. They just think it means tough. They're not really familiar with the history of it. Like, That's it's hilarious. Like genocide. They just think it means <laughs> so a lot of people name their, like, Pitbulls. You know, like, it's just like a tough name. There's a really funny story in it where, I, uh, yeah. anyway, let's just read this. But yeah, basically, and I'm sorry for everyone who's been following with us for a while. A lot of this is going to get very repetitive. I think they know. They know? Okay, thanks everybody for hanging in there. Um, yeah. <clears throat> Deuteronomy 4. Oh, and uh, we're, we try to stick to the... The new revised standard version. Yes. The um, NRSV, bay. Yeah, whatever T said. So uh, Deuteronomy 4, Moses commands obedience. So now Israel, give heed to the statues and ordinances that I am teaching you to observe so that you may live to enter and occupy the land that the Lord, the God of your ancestors, is giving to you. You must neither add anything to what I command you nor take away anything from it, but keep the commandments of the Lord your God with which I am charging you. You have seen for yourselves what the Lord did with regard to the ball of Peor, how the Lord your God destroyed from among you everyone who followed the ball of Peor, while those of you who held fast to the Lord your God are all alive today. See, just as the Lord my God has charged me, I will now teach you the statues and ordinances for you to observe in the land that you are about to enter and occupy. You must observe them diligently for this will show your wisdom and discernment to the peoples who when they hear all these statutes will say surely this great nation is a wise and discerning people for what other great nation has a god so near to it as the lord our god is whenever we call to him and what other great nation has statutes and ordinances as just as this entire law that i am settling before you today but take care and watch yourselves closely so that so as neither to forget the things that your eyes have seen nor to let them slip from your mind all the days of your life make them known to your children and your children's children how you once stood before the lord your god at hebron when or, or, i'm sorry before the lord your god at horeb when the lord said to me assemble the people for me and i will let them hear my words so that they may learn to fear me as long as they live on earth and may teach their children so 
so you approached and stood at the foot of the mountain while the mountain was blazing up to the very to the very heavens shrouded in dark clouds then the lord spoke to you out of the fire you heard the sound of words but saw no form there was only a voice he declared to you his covenant which he charged you to observe that is the ten commandments he wrote them on two stone tablets and the lord charged me at that time to teach you statutes and ordinance for you to observe in the land that you are about to cross into and occupy since you saw no form when the Lord spoke to you at Horeb out of the fire, take care and watch yourselves closely so that you do not act corruptly by making an idol for yourselves in the form of any figure, the likeness of male or female, the likeness of any animal that is on earth, the likeness of any winged bird that flies in the air, the likeness of anything that creeps on the ground, the likeness of any fish that is in the water under the earth. And when you look up to the heavens and see the sun, the moon, and the stars, and all the hosts of heaven, do not be led astray and bow down to them and serve them. Things that the Lord your God has allotted to all the people everywhere under heaven, but the Lord has taken you and brought you out of the iron smelter, out of Egypt to become a people of his very own possession as you are now. The Lord was very angry with me because of you. He vowed that I should not cross the Jordan, that I should not enter the good land that the Lord your God is giving for your possession. For I'm going to die in this land without crossing over to the Jordan. But you are going to cross over to take possession of that good land. So be careful not to forget the covenant that the Lord your God made with you and do not make for yourselves an idol in any form of anything that the Lord your God has forbidden you. For the Lord your God is a devouring fire, a jealous God. When you have when you have had children and children's children and become complacent in the land, if you act corruptly by making an idol in any form in the by making an idol in the form of anything, thus doing what is evil in the sight of the Lord your God and provoking him to anger, I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that you will soon utterly perish from the land that you are crossing the Jordan to occupy. You will not live long on it, but will be utterly destroyed. The Lord will scatter you among the peoples. Only a few of you will be left among the nations where the Lord will lead you. There you will serve other gods made by human hands, objects of wood and stone that neither see nor hear nor eat nor smell. From there you will seek the Lord your God and you will find him if you search after him with all your heart and soul. In your distress, when all these things have happened to you in the time to come, you will return to the Lord your God and heed him because the Lord your God is a merciful God. He will neither abandon you nor destroy you. He will not forget the covenant with your ancestors that he swore to them. For ask now about former ages, long before your own, ever since the day that the Lord created human beings on the earth. Ask from one end of the heaven to the other. Has anything so great as this ever happened? Or has it its like ever been heard of? Has any people ever heard the voice of a God speaking out of a fire as you have heard and lived? Or has any God ever attempted to go and take a nation for himself in the midst of another nation by trials, by signs and wonders, by war, by a mighty hand and an outstretched arm and by terrifying displays of power as the Lord did your God did for you in Egypt before your very eyes? To you, it was shown that you would acknowledge the Lord as God. There is no other besides him. From heaven, he made you hear his voice to discipline you. On earth, he showed you his great fire while you heard his words coming out of the fire. And because he loved your ancestors, he chose their descendants after them. He brought you out of Egypt with his own presence by his great power, driving out before you nations greater and mightier than yourselves to bring you in, giving you their land for a possession as it is still today. So acknowledge today and take heart that the Lord is God in heaven above and on earth beneath it. There is no other. Keep his statutes and his commandments, which I am commanding you today for your own well-being so that your descendants after you so that you may be long remaining in the land that the Lord your God is giving you for all time. Then Moses set apart from the east of the Jordan three cities to which a homicide could flee someone who 
unintentionally kills another person, the two not having been at enmity before, the homicide could flee to one of these cities and live. These are in the wilderness on the tableland belonging to the Reubenites, Ramoth and Gilead belonging to the Gadites, and Golan and Bashan belonging to the Manassites. This is the law Moses set before the Israelites. These are the decrees and the statutes and ordinances that Moses spoke to the Israelites when they had come out of Egypt beyond the Jordan in the valley opposite Beth Peor in the land of King Shihon among the Amorites who reigned at Heshbon, who Moses and the Israelites defeated when they came out of Egypt. They occupied his land and the land of King Og of Bashan, the two kings of the Amorites on the eastern side of the Jordan, uh, from Error, which is on the edge of Wadi Arnon, as far as Mount Sirion, that is Hermon, together with all the Arabah on the east side of the Jordan, as far as the Sea of the Ar Arabath, under the slopes of Pigskah. It's over. Well, thanks be to God. Um, <laughs> so that was a lot. It was a lot. I don't really feel like there's anything new there, but something I did highlight while you were talking was um, uh, it says, uh, uh, when the Lord said to me, um, this is um, verse 10, when the Lord said to me, assemble the people for me and I will let them hear my words so that they will may learn to fear me as long as they live on earth and may teach their children. So I've always had this... Um, I don't even know what to call it. Question mark around the word, I guess. When people say, like, I don't fear anyone but God. And I just always think, like. But then other people will be like, you know, God is love and all this type of stuff. So can you be love and fear at the same time? I mean, I'm certainly sure you can. But to me, I feel like a more persuasive method would be not to instill fear in people but rather respect you bring and up so it just, oh, it, bo it just bothers me when the word fear gets thrown around with somebody who is supposed to represent love towards you that's all uh, well said um it's sunday and you're preaching <laughs> um i think I think you're right. Um, I think fear is a very interesting concept. Um, I don't know if you remember from Dune, like a real famous passage from the book is fear is the mind killer. And I remember mm -hmm. that's one of the reasons I was just, I mean, that book has a lot in it. But that was one of my favorite lines because it's so true. And now we even understand it on a neurological level because when our amygdala starts going, it kind of shuts up the prefrontal cortex which is where we do our critical thinking so i think it is interesting that you bring up here that this god is this whole speech this is why it's got all dramatic with it is to instill fear like so basically the punishment for you not obeying this to the word is i will destroy you and that's not very loving right i had a conversation with my daughter the other day actually i want to shout out this podcast dear old dads and it's like these three guys and they're non-believers too and it's apparent because most parenting podcasts are from a Christian point of view, too. So these guys are three non-believers just talking about raising kids healthfully. And they're talking about one of the things they're frustrated with is that their kids aren't afraid of them because they grew up afraid of their parents. I grew up afraid of my parents because I got whoopings like that's scary. And I, you know, when when I was talking, I was talking to my daughter about this, about how, like, I think it's good she's not afraid of me. But at the same time, I still do need her to listen to me, like you said. But there are ways to be persuasive, like I need you to do chores because we all live here. I don't want you to feel like if you don't do them, I'm going to beat you. But just in the fairness of things, like if we're we're all in this together, so we should all be pitching in. I am not a parent yet, but I always find it interesting when people. But you were kind of a step parent for a while. But I was terrible at it. And so Everybody's I know I'm going to but that's the whole thing. Like it's hard to be good at. Well, I think I'm going to be an excellent parent because okay. I traumatized those kids and did everything wrong. I made all the mistakes. And so now I know what not to do. Um, and thankfully, like I still have a relationship with them. Um, yeah. They're great kids. Um, but I just, 
for me, it's just very interesting because I also feared my parents and got whoopings. But as I've gotten older and just realized like that is not how I would like to parent. Um, I just feel like, <laughs> I don't know, maybe I'll cross this bridge when I get there, but the concept of like, oh, my kids don't fear me. And so they don't do, but I need them to do what I'm telling them to do. Yeah, It just seems like, well, isn't one of the solutions just like taking shit away? Mm -hmm. That worked asking, really well. Okay, I was gonna say because that's literally what I would do. Like, oh, no iPad, no any of this bullshit. Like, this is you don't nothing's nothing's free. You have to earn this. Yeah, and what's funny is a lot of kids would probably prefer a beating than losing their magic rectangle. <laughs> that's you uh, know, and that's real. You know, because even when I was little, there'd be times where I'm like, dang, I would have rather have gotten a whooping than not been able to watch mm -hmm. TV for a week. Because the whooping's over with, but I, then I'm still able to watch Jim and the Holograms. Yeah, interesting. This has nothing to do with anything we're talking about. Awesome. But I saw a spectacular film last night. It's called The Gray Man. It has huh. Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans. Chris Evans oh, plays a bad guy. The al algorithm was trying to get me to watch that. It was good. Yeah, movie's fucking fantastic. Oh, I can't wait. Um, I'll watch it tonight. But it was, it's just like... Is it in theaters? No, it's, I mean it's on Netflix. I don't Beautiful. think it's in. Yeah, okay. no. Um, it's just a great action film. It's just a fucking hard-nosed, fast-paced action film that just lasts. I mean, no, nothing new is done in terms of story. This is a it's something we've uh, seen never before. Mind. I thought it was gonna be like a like a drama or something. I don't want to watch mean, a bunch of guys punch each other. Oh yeah, this probably isn't up here. It's like a James Bondy Mission Impossible yeah. type of film. It's fucking those great. Just, those are just okay to me. I'm. I probably want something. A it's little fun. More. It's fun. Oh, and and then, speaking of like, have, well, we need to do this later. But did you watch P Valley, the new one? No, I didn't. Oh, good. Okay, let's read the Ten Commandments again. Remember them? Yeah. So anyway, for those who do like action shit, you know, outside <laughs> of reading the Bible with us, the oh. Gray Man. It's fantastic. Right. Um, uh, okay, Deuteronomy 5, the Ten Commandments. Moses convened all Israel and said to them, Hear, O Israel, the statutes and ordinances that I am addressing to you today. You shall learn them and observe them diligently. The Lord our God made a covenant with us at Horeb. Not with our ancestors, not with our ancestors did the Lord make this covenant, but with us, who are all of us here alive today. The Lord spoke with you face to face at the mountain of the fire at the time I was standing between the Lord and you to declare to you the words <laughs> of the Lord, for you were afraid because of the fire and did not go up to the mountain. And he said, that is, I remember this story and that's not exactly how that happened. You know but... what? They've been doing that quite a bit. <laughs> I this What happened was what... God originally told them to come up there and then all of a sudden he was like you know what because he said he was going to reveal himself mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden he didn't reveal himself and then moses had to do his translation thing right <laughs> and now they're trying to rewrite it it's like we just heard that okay all right cool 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 we'll remember it your way the lord <laughs> um and he said i'm the lord your god you brought who brought you out of the land of egypt and out of the house of slavery um you shall have no other gods before me you shall make for yourself an idol, whether in the form of anything that is in heaven above or that is on the earth beneath or that is in the water underneath the earth. You shall not bow down to them or worship them, for I, the Lord, your God, am a jealous God. Oh, I can't wait to get into this. Punishing children for the iniquity of parents to the third and fourth generation of those who reject me. Oh, wow. All right. I need to highlight this. Um, but... Showing steadfast love to the thousandth generation of those who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not make wrongful use of the name of the Lord your God, for the Lord will not acquit anyone who misuses his name. Ooh, I have so much here. Observe the Sabbath day and keep it holy as the Lord your God commanded you. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. 
but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God, who shall not do any work. You shall not do any work. You or your son or your daughter or your male or female slave or you or your ox or your donkey or any of your livestock or the resident alien in your towns so that your male and female slavery slave so that your male and female slave may rest as well as you remember that you were a slave in the land of egypt and i am the and i and the lord your god brought you out from there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm therefore the lord your god commanded you to keep the sabbath day honor the honor your father and your mother as the lord your god commanded you so that you so that your days may be long and that it may go well with you in the land that the lord your god is giving you you shall not murder uh, neither shall you commit adultery neither shall you steal uh, neither shall you bear faultless witness against your neighbor neither shall you covet your neighbor's wife ne neither shall you desire your neighbor's house or field or male or female slave or ox or donkey or anything that belongs to your neighbor moses the mediator of god's will uh they these words the lord spoke with a loud voice to your whole assembly at the mountains and out of the fire like the cloud and thick darkness and he added no more he wrote them on two stone tablets and gave them to me when you heard the voice out of the darkness while the mountain was burning with fire you approached me all the heads of your tribes and your elders and, and you said look the lord our god has shown us his glory and greatness and we have heard his voice out of the fire today we shall uh today we have seen the god that god may speak to someone in the person who may still live so now why should we die for this great fire will consume us if we hear the voice of the lord our god any longer we shall die for the for who is there of all flesh that has heard the voice of the living god speaking out of the fire and we have and remained alive god go near you yourself and hear all the lord our god will say then tell us everything that the Lord our God tells you, and we will listen and do it. The Lord heard uh, the Lord heard your words when you spoke to me, and the Lord said to me, I have heard the words of this people, which they have spoken to you. They are right in all they have spoken. Uh, if only they had such a mind at this, at this to fear me and keep all my commandments always, so that it may go well with them, with their children forever. Go say to them, uh, return to your tents but you stand but you stand here by me and i will tell you all the commandments and the statutes and the ordinance that you shall teach them so that they may do them in the land that i am giving them to possess you must therefore be careful to do this as the lord your god has commanded you you shall not turn to the right or to the left you must follow exactly the path that the lord your god has commanded so that you may live and it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land that you are to possess thanks be to god because man that was a lot to unpack do you uh, want to start uh yes yes i would okay so i am typical to me because i feel like this can't be brought up enough because the bible can't seem to stop bringing it up um slavery <laughs> just the amount of slavery that is tacitly endorsed in these commandments so while he's telling you what not to do He's like, hey, don't work on the Sabbath. Also, don't let your slaves work on the Sabbath. So once again, neither your male nor your female slaves, like very specific about the slaves, because I do have different rules for the male and female slaves. But because, um, you know, slavery still has to be <laughs> sexist. Um, so, yeah, that's why I'm not like this is the ultimate moral guide in the world that we should all be following the Ten Commandments. I don't think we should. I like the one about not killing each other. That one was cool. Um, I don't think you should cheat on your significant other. Apparently that's not what that means. Adultery mindset. does not is not just what? defined as just cheating. I guess. Okay, cool. Whatever. But you know, like just the our modern vernacular of what it means. I'm just going down the list mm -hmm. of what I think is cool. Um, I don't think it's that big a deal if you covet your neighbor's wife, if you're just like, oh, she's hot. I mean, not don't kill him and like take her like David does later but like for sure just I mean be like hey they're that they've got that my 
my neighbor has a pretty sweet house or field or male or female slave, you know, like, I think that's, um, once again, this is just, uh, proof to me, this isn't all that moral of a book. Just a moment. <laughs> We're having breakfast here, people. All right. So. Sunday breakfast. I agree with a lot of those now. points. Um, yeah. All right. So if we could just go back to some of my. Yeah, because you had some feelings. You don't even usually interrupt yourself, but you were like, hey. Because uh, I literally had this talk not not that long ago. So. um. Just off the top of my head, because we did take a break. So, oh, okay, there it is. Jealous God. A lot of descriptors about God in um, how his emotional state, I guess, is. This just really seems like a very abusive relationship to me. Um, it seems like, and not only that, reading this passage this time around really made me think about how it reminds me of situations where somebody will buy you something and then think that now you are entitled to them. So like, for instance, like, you know, oh, if yeah. I take a woman out on a date and I buy her dinner now, she's supposed to fuck me. Like, I just feel like this gives me heavy, those vibes. Um, and it's very further proof for me that this was just written by like, some some guy some or a guy. group of guys and it was just like they kind of put their inherent biases inside of this book and um i don't know just it doesn't make me feel good it doesn't make me feel like i want to like <laughs> i don't want god to be jealous first of all but then it it becomes yeah. this thing like again i think i brought this up last episode but the guy i'm working with he you know quote-unquote schooled me on like i'm i'm reading this wrong but one of the points he brought up was when you know god doesn't need us but he wanted to but he created us because he wanted to share his love with us similar to how a parent would that's why you would you know have a child and i had brought up a point about like no matter how you spend that that's still kind of selfish but now i want to take it a step further and say that not only does it feel like that, but it also feels like, hey, I made you. Like any movie where you say, like, I made you. I made you what you are. Like, it literally feels like that to me. Like, oh, you made me. And so I'm entitled to you. And if I don't do what you say, then there's punishment for it. And that's just is like, that's not love to me, really. I'm, I agree. I feel like that is, I'm so glad to hear you say that because I feel like that is one of the major problems with church right now is the fact what we're taught is love, like God is love. And the example of God in the Bible is actually toxic narcissism, abusive narcissism, where everything that goes wrong is the victim's fault and the abuser is always right. It can never even be wrong. And if you even think those thoughts, you're going to get more than likely physically harmed. So, or at least at the very least chastised for even having those thoughts because they can threaten you with hell. That's kind of the ultimate violence where in your afterlife, you're going to be tortured forever. So um, a lot of times too, when you do um, faith-based counseling, women are often counseled to stay in it because you're like, even though this seems strong, this is just a reflection of God's love. So you have to stay in this. Of course, that's not the message men are given, but we accept it because of this role where, you know, the church is female and God is male. You know what I'm saying? So like, this is supposed to be the dynamic of the male female relationship. So yeah, um, points yeah. all around. And another point I had brought up um, with the guy that I've been working with. And again, for all intents and purposes, not to shit on him, because I do think he's more, yeah, he's he more or less like a, nice a guy. pretty good guy. When you um, talk about him. But another point I brought up is like, well, if God didn't need us and he created us for whatever reason, the fact that he gives us free will and the, 
it, it, it just seems very manipulative because it's like one of those moments where it's like, okay, I created you. You can have free will. You can choose to do what you want to do. But hey, better choose me otherwise. You know, <laughs> you better make your next move your best move. Yeah, it just it's like some pimp shit, pimping. really. Man. It is it is pimping, like literally. Um, pitch, what is it? Bishop Magic Don Juan. He he even said the greatest pimp of all time is God. He's a. Uh, <laughs> anyway, but that's my point <laughs> on this. Um, I feel like there were some other parts already in here. Oh, let me skim through real quick. Just uh, yeah, um, there was so much there because, like you said, there was a lot of reframing of the story we read in mm-hmm. Numbers and Exodus because there is this they're they're doubling down Moses is doubling down on like hey y'all need to be listening to me remember what happened when you didn't listen to me I'm not going into the new land actually it sounds a little bit too like because you know we're um before we were talking about how it's kind of messed up Moses doesn't get to see the new land like God's not letting him in but in (laughs) reality if this this story is in any way based in fact Moses is just making all this up like the voice in his head that's talking to him either he's crazy or he's making it up so he's basically electing not to go into I think he's just tired he's just like these guys are ready to take over I don't feel like going on another new military campaign because military campaigns suck so maybe this is just his retirement and he's just writing in God told him to stay here That's hilarious. Um, I can't find the exact passage, but I do remember what. So basically, something I read was basically like, you know, um, it didn't say this exactly, um, but it was basically like you shouldn't take the Lord's name in vain. Oh, yeah. And I have gotten into a few arguments with somebody about that, because in in the past in the yeah in this passage it basically was saying like you know that's one of the things that's unforgivable and this person has said that to me like hey you better be careful what you say because he will forgive a lot but if you do this he will not forgive that and i'm just like get the fuck away from me (laughs) um so there was that i just wanted to add that point in there i mean there's a lot of shit to unpack here really but for the most part i just I come back to my same thing. I don't I don't feel like this is true love. I feel like this is more manipulative. Um, even God or Moses speaking through God points out like, you know, he got you out of slavery. He got you, you know, he got you out of Egypt. And then it's like, yeah, but one, if you were really as powerful as you should be, you could have stopped slavery without even killing anyone i feel like you know you could have done that like that would have been actually way better more impressive because um, he does seem to be worried about impressing people because moses has <laughs> to be like hey if you let them die out here everyone's gonna say that you're you're pussy man like what are you what are you gonna do lord and he's like okay fine i'll keep the israelites alive so like he and, and jealous like jealousy is only kind of born out of a sort of not just perception of how other people are going to see you and stuff but a little bit like you're letting somebody else affect your emotional state like if god knows he's god like how can you just be like ball is making me feel insecure yeah i just i feel like that and that's all that's been one of my biggest things for years is just that that is a human thing like yeah because in real life you'd be expected to suck it up (laughs) you know so like I guess suck it up, God. You know, like I'm sorry, I don't feel like going to church today. Like you'll be okay. Like I don't know what you want from oh, me. Oh, because that was I remember that would be an often preached message about how we're worshiping football instead of the Lord on Sundays. Well, and... hey, be more entertaining. What can I say? <laughs> like I don't know. I mean, I mean, you made me. This is your fuck up. You made yeah. me bad at math, and you know. I want to yeah of course I'm gonna end up at a titty bar yeah um, exactly so I don't know this is a uh, I feel like this is what what is this Deuteronomy 5 I will, yeah, that was I, I, will I can't wait to uh quote that I'll just tell everybody go read Deuteronomy 5 then you talk to me then come talk to me exactly Deuteronomy so because it's it you know because a lot of times I think people do prefer the Exodus version of the Ten or was it Exodus or Numbers or the other Ten Commandments I want to say Exodus maybe it is that one 
Yeah, because it comes, and even in Exodus, there's two versions of it. Like, there's just so much redundancy. Like, once again, um, yeah. it could use another pass, but whatever. Deuteronomy 6, the great commandment. Hmm. Now, this is the commandment, the statutes and the ordinances that the Lord your God charged me to teach you to observe in the land that you are about to cross into and occupy so that you and your children and your children's children may fear the Lord your God all the days of your life and keep all his decrees and his commandments that I am commanding you so that your days may be long. Hear therefore, O Israel, and observe them diligently so that it may go well with you and so that you may multiply greatly in a land flowing with milk and honey as the Lord, the God of your ancestors, has promised you. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. Keep these words that I am commanding you today in your heart. Recite them to your children and talk about them when you are at home and when you are away and when you lay down and when you rise. Bind them as a sight. <clears throat> Bind them as a sign on your hand. Fix them as an emblem on your forehead and write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. Caution and disobedience. When the Lord your God has brought you into the land that he swore to your ancestors, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, and to give you a land with, a with fine large cities that you did not build, houses filled with all sorts of goods that you did not fill, hewn cisterns that you did not hew, vineyards and olive groves that you did not plant. And when you have eaten your fill, take care that you do not forget the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. The Lord your God, you shall fear him you shall serve. And by his name alone shall you swear. Do not follow other gods, any of the gods of the people who are all around you because the Lord your God who is present with you is a jealous God. The anger of your Lord, <clears throat> the anger of the Lord your God would be kindled against you, and he would destroy you from the face of the earth. Do not put the Lord your God to the test as you tested him at Massa. You must diligently keep the commandments of the Lord your God and his decrees and his statutes that he has commanded you. Do what is right and good in the sight of the Lord, so that it may go well with you, and so that you may go into and so that you may go in and occupy the good land that the Lord swore to your ancestors to give you, thrusting out all your enemies from before you, as the Lord has promised when your children ask you in time to come, what is the meaning of the decrees and the statutes and the ordinances that the Lord our God has commanded you? Then you shall say to your children, We were Pharaoh's slaves in Egypt, but the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand. The Lord displayed before our eyes great and awesome signs and wonders against Egypt, against Pharaoh and all his household. He brought us out from there in order to bring us in, to give us the land that he promised on oath to our ancestors. Then the Lord commanded us to observe all these statutes, to fear the Lord our God for our lasting good, so as to keep us alive, as is now the case. If we diligently observe this entire commandment before the Lord our God, as he has commanded us, we will be in the right. Thanks be to God. So something that came to me, this doesn't necessarily have to do with this uh, particular verse, but um, it made me think of like when I was in uh, Catholic high school and it was very like a lot of this is just about control. And my proof Ooh. for that is that, you know, when you're a, t a teenager or adolescent or whatever, you know, you start to grow facial hair. And, you know, your body goes through all those changes. And so I remember vividly, like, one of the biggest things at the high school I went to was, like, we couldn't have facial hair. Or we couldn't have, we could have a, I think we could have a mustache, but I couldn't have, like, the goatee thing I got going on right now. And you definitely couldn't have a full beard. And one of our arguments was, at least, I remember saying this, like, well, Jesus has a beard. You know, apparent, according to how he's always been displayed. It's like, well, Jesus has a beard. And uh, 
they would they would tell us, well, you're not Jesus. <laughs> and then there was a I'd teacher. Be like, Bitch, there. neither are you. <laughs> there was a teacher there who had a full beard. And so argument we would be like, well, this guy has a fucking full beard. And you know, and they were like, well, he's an adult. And so it just seems very like suppressive the methods that uh are taken not only by the bible but subsequently through the catholic schools that um we went through um we are just all on the same page this episode i kind of wish i could argue with you it's always a little funner when we argue and bicker a little bit but i mean i'm just with you and you're right like that's spot on yeah, I don't know. Just you reading that made me think of that. And again, in this passage, uh, you know, jealousy of God is mentioned again. The anger of the Lord. It just really sounds like, um, I don't know, man. It it sounds like a, a very shitty dad. It's giving <laughs> Regina George. Who is that? You've never watched Mean Girls. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot her name. I used you to know, have a big crush I mean, on Rachel McAdams, by the way. But you've been surprising me with your types lately. I wasn't yeah. that surprised, like you were into Mercedes from P Valley, like that. I was like, oh, that's not that. Yeah, I could see that. I just didn't know that. But like Regina, like uh, what is her name? Rachel McAdams is Rachel that McAdams. Because yeah. I, I love her. Like she's super yeah. good. But I just I, I would like I wouldn't have picked her for you. So that would have been. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a thing for brunettes, man. I'm understanding this about myself. Isn't she usually blonde? Mm, she was in that film, but in real life, I think she's a brunette. I feel like whenever I see her, she's whatever. I feel Regardless, like I don't have that same crush anymore. Same with Lizzie, Lindsay Lohan. I used to have a crush. Don't have that. Don't feel that same way anymore. Sure, sure. I've graduated to, uh, to thicker white girls. There you go. Like once again, all of our preferences tend to be pretty fickle. So um that's why you shouldn't build a relationship on physical attractiveness because Also that... I'm just talking shit. Don't um <laughs> cancel me. Like all of you are beautiful. Too late. Listen, if way. we were gonna get canceled, it would be for talking shit about the Bible, I would think. But um yeah, to me it, this is why well, it's I was important. just saying that because I don't want it to seem like Rachel McAdams is still pretty and I don't know. I haven't seen Lindsay Lohan. Oh, in yeah. Years, These are all pretty beautiful women. Yeah, still, These, like, no, yeah. yeah. And I'm sure they're like, they're probably like not insecure enough to have their self esteem based on what you think. Also, about they them. don't get, yeah, they don't give a fuck about what I think about them. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, Unlike the Lord, who seems like really hurt when people want to like step out on him with other gods. Which makes me, which poses an interesting question for me now that you just said that. Do you think. <laughs> Do you think the ego, who who has a more sensitive ego, males or women? I'm going to say men because they'll kill you over it. Interesting. Uh, but okay. I, I, it, but it's not to say women aren't, you know, intensely driven by our perception, how others perceive us. So mm-hmm. I don't want to make it seem like it's men. You guys suck. But I think challenging men's, like, they, the way they see them, because that's like your ego, right? The way you see yourself, right? We use that word so much, so. like, sometimes you forget, like, what the even actual definition is. Because um, I know a lot of times people confuse ego and id. Because id Ego, is like, a person's sense of self-esteem or self-importance. Okay, and then what is id? Id is... The part of the mind in which innate, instinctive impulses and primary processes manifest. Okay. I don't so, even know what that means, but okay. Well, because I think these sounds are like, like we were using it right. Okay, so like, so um, because I feel like these are Freudian terms. So like, there's yeah. the ego, the id, the super ego, all this stuff. But like for women, a lot of times we want demonstration. I'm and I'm talking from like a very um hetero cis hetero like normative standard yeah. where there's this idea of that's why we want marriage right because we want that status because having someone refer to you as like just his baby mama like that's to diminish you right like so we're like we want that ring we want that title so that no one can ever put us in that place right so i think for but i don't think 
men care as much about that, but they don't want you. But it's the same way where they want a status, but it's mostly by behavior. So they don't care about the title mm-hmm. as much. But if you're sleeping with someone else, that hurts their ego because mm-hmm. by your actions, you're saying, oh, you're not enough. I still need some more. And so but I, I, I would ch- I don't understand what's wrong with that. Like being a man I mean, who has had to grow from like that type of thinking, like thinking like, oh man, she fucking this other nigga. She don't really care about me. But now having gone through other situations where it's like being the one who has multiple partners and I like them uniquely for the things that they bring and like they could never replace the other. It's just like, I think it's okay to have variety. So like, well, not according to the Lord. And once again, if not according using, to the Lord when it comes to men women. are encouraged to model themselves after after God. God took somebody woman. <laughs> Very <laughs> much so. Yeah, like we're we're in we're encouraged to think that way because women are encouraged to submit to um Joseph your husband the, the way that Let's not get on Joseph. We're we're skipping ahead, but I'm just saying the way that this is taught in the modern church is that men are supposed to submit to God, women are supposed to submit to their husbands, and then the children submit to the women, and it's all enforced with violence because if the children disobey, we women spank them. If women get out of line, men hit them or take away their resources, and then ultimately it's supposed to be God is supposed to be sending you to hell if you don't do what he says or he'll give you pestilence or he'll make it so you can't have children. I feel like that's another idea that we still kind of cling to that somehow the Lord is in charge of who does and doesn't get to have children. Cause like when we do hear from women in the Bible, often it's just because they've been praying to be able to have children for their husbands and that's their biggest concern. So I think that this idea that we that for for monogamy basically it's enforced so hard because that's what god is sort of demanding from his people which is you have to love me the most and i'll kill you if you go off with these other gods it just ultimately comes down to insecurity which i think we should all which is we all have insecurities but i think not letting those constantly dictate how you interact with other people is important. Um, and again, just like challenging that with men is something that I don't know, I guess I aim to do because we have talked off air about the apparent over sexuality of gay people or gay homo erotic situations in P Valley. I don't Ooh, know. There's a long sex it doesn't, gay it sex doesn't, scene. This last one. It doesn't bother me though, but apparently it bothers a lot of men who will not watch the show. And I don't know, just <laughs> it's it's silly. Like you don't have to like. I think what they're in Seinfeld, he had a great bit about this. He said the reason guys act so homophobic is because they know how easily they can be talked into anything. Like they just know. <laughs> <laughs> like, like that's where the the fear, the paranoia is coming from. Cause it's not like to me, and I've said this a million times before, it's so obvious to me homosexuality isn't a choice. Because if I could choose it, I would. But like you can't like what you like sexually is kind of hardwired into you, like I think through nature and environment. So like even if I wanted with all my heart to be a lesbian, I can't because I like having sex with men. There's nothing I can do about that. Like that's what my body wants. I can't make my body want something else. Like it's just like your penis. Like you can't be like, listen, penis. We're going to only be doing this, this, and this. And your penis is like, well, then I'm not getting hard. Then yeah. because, and it's the same thing. I'm not going to have a sexual response unless it's what I want. Yeah, I agree. I just, I don't know. Oh, 
I, I wish we could have more conversations like that. I will shout out. I do think that the podcast space is getting to that way a little bit. Although I do think there's a lot of still misinformation, misguidedness out there. Um, you know, but those, it's getting uh, better. what is it? Those high value men, those alpha males. Oh, Lord. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, Ooh. I don't know if we talked about this before. The whole alpha beta thing has been disproven, by the way. I don't think so. It was like actually that... disproven by the person who coined the phrase, apparently. So and, and, everybody and run around. be aware that that's how science works. Like a lot of times there will be like errant frameworks that later get dismantled because we learn more as time goes on. But at the same time, like there's no point in like being like oh that means it's all fake it's like no we just know better now like just for instance I don't know if you knew this like cough syrup like when I was growing up like children's cough syrup was a thing you know there's no longer any children's cough syrup because that's like not something you should be giving children like interesting yeah and it's like at a certain point we have to admit what is and isn't working and it can be hard I think this is a great metaphor for the bible like or being like adherence to these religions where it's like I understand why you know this might have been around for a while but I don't think we need to do this anymore I think we have way better resources and tools to live moral and ethical lives than this slave manual I think the only religion should be love oh not to be like <laughs> hippy dippy. No, I just feel like, but see, the, the I think even that can be dangerous to say because how we define that part, everybody defines love yeah. is different. So I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I think we should operate from a framework of trying to mitigate as much unnecessary suffering as possible. So I like that. You know, between human beings, we we the way we treat each other, like let's say, for instance, moving from this hardcore like monogamy model into ethical non-monogamy, because quite honestly, throughout human history, it makes the monogamy model does make sense because throughout most of human history, there was not reliable birth control. There was no way of knowing who the father would be if a woman engaged in multiple sexual partners. So Mm. there was a practical reason for monogamy. But now we have DNA tests. We have condoms. We have reliable birth control. So now what is the reason behind monogamy? It's like, well, to not hurt feelings. I mean... You know... How arrogant is that, though, to go through life to be like, well, I need to this is where I, I get on my my soapbox of All just right, talk about it. The things where it's like the accountability, like people are saying, like, oh, you need to protect your energy and like why would I do that? But like some of that is kind of bullshit. And even in this specific thing of saying, like, well, you you're committing to something because you don't want to hurt somebody else's feelings. But no, because if if both of us don't value the same thing then it comes off like I'm suppressing that I still want to have sex or do stuff with other people. And so I think that maybe either A, find somebody who feels the same way as you, or B, get in spaces where we can actually talk about these things. Spoiler alert, because I just recently saw the episode of P-Valley where, um, spoiler alert for P-Valley, so anybody who doesn't want to uh well andre his wife is cheating on him so like oh yeah and i was just like one because you know the whole first season he was trying to get what was her name Haley. Haley, yeah yeah so i don't remember if they had sex or not I'm pretty they, sure did, they did not in the first season okay okay all right well thanks spoiler for me well but so the whole like but the air of him wanting to cheat with her was there yeah. and so then when that scene happens with his wife getting and she's like sucking dude's dick or whatever whoever in his bedroom in his bedroom i didn't feel bad for i didn't feel bad for the nigga andre though like i didn't because like you you was on bullshit and like that's what happens that's what happens in these situations where people are on bullshit like if you don't want to be in a committed monogamous relationship then just say that and it and and i i empathize with it 
because I was that nigga who would be like, I can do this, but you can't. Yeah, how dare you? <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I get it, but you have to challenge yourself to be better and, and then break down, why do I feel this way? And I don't know. Again, again, I think it just comes with growth experience, having that community you were talking about earlier, going through therapy yeah. and shit like that. And also, too, can I just say, I don't want to make it seem like I'm shitting on monogamy either because I think no, if you do the work on what you really want and what you really want is monogamy go for that just make sure you find somebody who does want that as well and if you want someone to be monogamous to you you have to be willing to be monogamous as well to me that's always been my biggest part like what you described where, where for a lot of men they want their woman to just be faithful to them but they have no intention whatsoever of being faithful to her and that was one of the great line one of the great lines i mean but it was a great line in p valley when um farah not farah who what's uh, mercedes uh daughter's stepmama's name i don't remember Fuck anyway i know but she was just talking when she was talking about cortez and that was their shared lover and mm-hmm. she was just saying how she's still being loyal to a man because he asked her to take no, care yeah, of his daughter. Dead, man. Yeah, and she's like, and I'm still he wouldn't being, even be loyal to me when I was alive. When he know? was alive, I'm being loyal to a man who's dead who would yeah, be I... loyal to me while he was living. Yeah. And it's like, damn, that's some shit. And it's like, and why? And I think she is kind of just doing it to hurt Mercedes still. But also, too, why are you, how could you still be mad at this woman who was 15 when your husband started fucking her? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like to me, that's so fucked up. Like, but really? this goes into I think people. Wait a not minute, because under- we gotta we gotta um set people up for next week. Because we're on a countdown. Well, sorry. I was just gonna finish this part. I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say like this goes in tying it back to the point of you were saying about how science continues to evolve. You know, the show for people who don't know P Valley, it's about people in the South, black people in the South you know, a lot of them probably don't have a lot of resources and education and shit like that. But like her getting back at Mercedes about that is like, she has no understanding of, you know, oh, this person is 15. Cause they even do that now where it's like, oh, she was 15, but it doesn't matter. She looks like a woman. She dresses like a woman and all this, like fam, your, your mind is still of a 15 year old. So I think we just need more understanding in the world. That's all I wanted to say. Yeah. Just cause that person looks like she got, big titties and a fat ass that does not mean that she has the mindset to deal with like a man a grown man who's been 15 maybe you know 15 16 all those years teach you something so yes yes to your point and there's nothing in the bible that gives you any clarity about this either because once again they have no problem selling a child to you for you to fuck as long as you want but you just have to there's just (laughs) rules on how you're allowed to sell her after you fuck her there's so rules next... for before you fuck her and rules after you fuck her. So just know that. Super great book. Next time we have Deuteronomy 7, 8, and 9. That will be uh, talking about the chosen people. We'll have some blessings for ordinance. Oh, my gosh. That's probably going to be boring. Um, <laughs> or we'll have a warning not to forget God and prosperity. Ooh, this is going to be really good. Yeah, it'll be like, come up off that green. Don't make it a murder scene. <laughs> the consequences of who said that dmx oh (laughs) rest in peace dmx there are consequences of rebelling against god oh so that'd um, be that murder scene (laughs) yeah also dmx was a heavy um religious man from what i understand so interesting Mm -hmm. rp earl simmons man yeah once again i'm pretty sure that because going back to it at the top of the episode where for a lot of people that's their only place of refuge and that's why we want to have be like hey there's an option where you don't have to believe in a slave manual where you can also have refuge mm-hmm. yeah I agree yeah that was uh, whew, that was a lot what a great episode this was a pretty good episode. We should tell, uh, let everybody know that if you want to reach out to us, uh, we're at Bible Breakdown Podcast at gmail.com. Um, mm-hmm. We love getting your feedback, so please do that. Um, give us maybe soon to change, us. though. Maybe soon to change. Rate us, definitely. Yeah, rate us for real and um, send us good vibes. We can feel them. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, if you have time, please rate us on the. Uh, 
the, the whatever the whatever podcast platform. Yeah. For really It'll iTunes, nice. that's the only thing that counts. Okay. <laughs> I mean, if you, I mean, I, and I mean, Amazon. I feel like no one really reads other reviews that much. Amazon reviews yeah. and iTunes reviews are that's the big cheese. Yeah. And so go anyway. see and watch uh, Gray. Apparently, the Gray Man. I'm sorry. Watch the Gray Man. Yeah, I think he it's a said, good film. So I haven't seen my- it. I can say though, watch P Valley. That's what you should do. Yeah, yeah. If you less yeah. punching, there's some yeah. punching. There's a lot of sex, and everything is sex. And what are we doing if we're not doing it for sex? I okay. Mean, like your body belongs to you. Have some fun with it. Yep. And on that genuine. note, we'll see you all next time. Yes. Bye. Oh man, we did it.